Welcome to the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Are you considering a career change? Don't go it alone. Come, join the discussion, and listen as my mid-career guests discover and reveal their decision-making process to move from successful business jobs to consulting, entrepreneuring, or taking early retirement. Welcome to the show. I'm excited to introduce you to my friend and guest, Dave Baylock. After a degree in accounting from Bentley University and three years in one of the big four accounting firms, he received his CPA and moved into corporate finance in the insurance industry. Dave relocated to North Carolina and, after several accounting roles, became chief financial officer of Corporate Chaplains of America. Dave has built a sterling reputation for hard work, serving others, and always with a friendly demeanor. I know you will enjoy hearing about his journey as he describes overcoming the challenges of inevitable change. Dave, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show. So uh, tell me a little bit about your background. What are some of the highlights in your career thus far? Well, Dan, I, I would say, uh, and, and thank you for having me, I, I would tell you that my career has been, if you think of a traditional accountant's career, uh, has been pretty pretty much on track. It's, it's taken the track of get out of college and go to public accounting. I went to Cooper's and Librand right out of school. And of course, that's baptism by fire, where you're, you're working, you know, long hours, getting exposed to a lot of different businesses and industries and people. And, uh, and, and it's just a great foundation. And from there, a lot of people go into private industry. And uh, as often happens, you go to a client, right, when you leave public accounting. And here's how that works, right? The client comes to you and says, hey, Dave, you know, we have an opening in accounting. And, and, and uh, you know, with your network and the people you know, uh, we would, uh, we're wondering if you know anybody like this. And then they go ahead and describe you, right? You go, home, <laughs> you, you go home and look in the mirror and say, hey, I think I found somebody. And that, that, cause it, cause it can ask you to go working for them because that's not ethical. They're a client. Ah. And so that's, that's how I ended up at Travelers was they were describing me. And uh, and from Travelers, really, I went to Aetna. And, and Aetna is really, and, and in the audit world in public accounting, I should say that, that, that that was a lot of fun for me. The things I loved about that was, you know, meeting different people, right? For, you may be on three or eight different engagements during the year. Uh, the challenge of walking into a potentially hostile environment, right? Nobody ever says, yay, the auditors are here. <laughs> and, having, and having to break down barriers um, that that are there and establish positive relationships really quickly because you need to get them to give you information whether they want to or not for you to succeed so you can deliver an excellent work product in a tight time frame. And so the lessons that, that, you know, that are learned there were just tremendous in the rest of my career. And when I ended up through Travelers onto Aetna, there was really a big pivot point, Dan, where um, it, it didn't change my career path in terms of what I did, but it changed what I loved. And that's because I was on a project that I got yanked out of that career path for about three to five, three, three or four years. And it was a project that was blowing up everything accounting at Aetna. And mm. this was, this was in the, Dan, this was in the, um, oh, late eighties, early nineties, right? So for folks that are listening in that, you know, they might remember Michael Hammer and the whole business process reengineering stuff that he did and, 
the, that was going on at that time, and the Malcolm Baldridge Quality Award sure. came on. With, Absolutely. Uh, and we went and visited Motorola. They had a whole Six Sigma thing going on, three-part defects per million. And, and Edna was really – Edna was all in on that. And so our project team was just five people in the beginning, and it grew to about 45. But that's really where I, I developed a tremendous love and satisfaction for building processes from scratch or for making things that didn't work, work, mm. or for making things that work okay to making them really will work. And, uh, More efficient. And, yeah, and I just, I, just, I just fell in love with, yeah, making things better, improving things continuously, never being satisfied with status quo, you know, almost if it ain't broke, let's break it kind of, kind of mentality. And so, you know, when that project was done, I, I just went back to my comfort zone, which was the, the career track, right? I just jumped back in there. I didn't know any different. You know, I didn't have um, people in my life that owned businesses. Everybody in my family worked a job. Everybody in my extended family worked a job. It's all I ever knew was work a job. And so <laughs> I went, I went back into the job market and I just jumped back on that, that trajectory of, you know, I think that my next job, I think was a controller position. And then I spent some time in state government and then VP of finance and then, and then CFO at, uh, at a great ministry here in Wake Forest. And so when I look at it, you know, all of those jobs that I had after Aetna had one thing in common. Every entity needed improvement and they needed somebody to come in and, and really flip it on its head and, and create, create excellence in a financial organization. Now, as I as I recall, you uh, you spent some time initially in accounting, got into process uh, redesign, but also spent a little bit of time in corporate finance, uh, and eventually then making your way back to accounting. Uh, so there's kind of been a, a, a thread uh, weaving through uh, that it, it always comes back to the root of accounting. Has that been a consistent piece of of your career track? It has. It has. I love numbers. I love accounting. I love data uh, to instruct and, 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 and analyze. And so, uh, so yeah, it has been. I, I really do love, I'm a weird kind of guy that loves people and accounting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And probably in that order. <laughs> so you, you kind of, uh, a part of this, uh, the midlife, mid, uh, uh, career kind of pivot, you, you had culminated to the point of chief financial officer, uh, chief operating officer of corporate chaplains of America. So mm-hmm. that, how long were you there? So I was there for about five years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so had a chance to kind of get your fingers into the accounting and the operational side. I did. You have to be careful. I was CFO and I was poking my nose in the operations because I, I can't explain the numbers if I don't understand the story behind them. And oftentimes that requires you know, poking your head around in the operational side. And, and uh, uh, at some point, I was asked to also be chief operating officer uh, as well, <laughs> since I was kind of <laughs> playing the role, I guess they thought they'd make it official. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's where I ended up. Oh, well, that's good. It must have given you good exposure to the board and to the various constituents of the organization. That's wonderful. It really did. Yeah. Well, so so tell me, uh, uh, what brought you to the point mid-career uh, where you had to decide what next? And uh, I know it's been uh, for you just uh, uh, several years ago, but uh, at a pivotal point of deciding about your future direction, how did you think through the decision-making process? Did you 
Did you consider consulting? Did you consider doing a startup or maybe early retirement? So something kind of brought you there, and then you had to sort it out quickly because you had bills you had to pay. And then, uh, and then the process of uh, okay, uh, I'm going to get on to what next. Tell me about that. Yeah, great question, Dan. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a little thicker than most people, so the uh, the the desire to move into consulting was probably in my heart years ago. Uh, but I but I needed the experience of the last ten years to be in a place where I was ready to do it. And uh, and so God really, <laughs> He knows I'm a knucklehead, and he, he He just sovereignly put some things in place to where I, I came to a place where I needed to make a choice about what to do next. And um, and I had three choices, right? I, I could go get a job and find somebody else to fix, right? Continue to do what I've done <laughs> in my whole mm-hmm. career. Go get, go get another W two consulting job, right? And and there, and there were places out there. What scared me about that option, Dan, is um, <clears throat> history repeats itself. So. Why wouldn't I not expect that in five years I'd get the itch again after fixing that place and, and it'd be time to go fix another place? And I didn't like the idea of being in my mid-60s interviewing for jobs. Mm. So that was, that was one thing that really was on my heart was was I can, I can go do it again. That would excite me. But but I may only have one more of those in me. And um, and I really – I want to keep working as long as God will give me breath and the ability to do that. And so – so the other option was to go find a job that didn't need fixing and just kind of coast out. <laughs> but, I, but, but I knew that would have driven me crazy. <laughs> right. And, and so the third option was maybe we'll give this consulting thing a try. Um, but having, you know, no idea what that meant and also knowing that every major decision I've ever made on my own without talking to other people has gone awry. <laughs> mm. I, decided, I decided it was time to talk to some folks and get their input. And, so, uh, so any particular book that you read, or process that you followed, or uh, uh, methodology, or was it? Uh, I mean, how, how, tell me about that that point of kind of sorting through the choices and the next steps. Yeah, you know, when when you've been an employee your whole life, you don't even know what you don't know about mm. business ownership. And so I, I needed to go talk to some guys that had done what I was about to do. And so I was blessed to have some really close friends who had done this in the IT sector, in the HR sector. And then I, and then I had a lot of people say, you need to talk to Dan Doster. <laughs> 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 and and Dan, Dan, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but it took me two months to call you. And, and, and I think my, my procrastination served me well, because if I had talked to you, the first time somebody said to talk to you, you probably would have dropped your coffee after five minutes and ran. Because <laughs> I had I no clue. I, I had no clue. But, you know, after after talking to folks who, who had done what I was trying to do, I always like walking through the minefield second or third and, and not first. And so, so some of these guys were just so good about, you know, they were all good about, Dave, you can do it. Right? We believe you can do it. You have the, you know, the great experience to offer, great, great people skills. No doubt you can do it. Um, but but they were very good about helping me understand what it took to even do that, um, and and where the where the pitfalls were. And of course, there were cheerleaders along the way, but but they they weren't necessarily valuable. They were valuable in terms of uplifting, but not in terms of information. Um, but the folks that had done and you know and had been in their businesses for three, five, ten years uh, were really the key. I didn't read, I didn't really didn't read any books that kind of gave me an aha moment. 
it was really just talking to people that I respected well, you know, highly, who had who had information to to give to me to help me process my decision. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's it's interesting, isn't it? How uh, different people who go through this these steps uh, uh, need different avenues and different ways to think about it. Some people find a book and say, "This is what I've always needed." Other people find a friend. Uh, some people just uh, go for a long walk uh, mm-hmm. and and figure it out. So uh, so that's good. I'm I'm glad that uh, having somebody to talk through it and encourage you and uh, answer questions about pitfalls uh, mm. was helpful and meaningful. So yeah, I will say I also prayed a lot. <laughs> I, I will say I did do that. I mean, I just, I just, you know, the best wisdom I get from above and I just said, God, show me your will. I don't want to be out of it. And so if, if you want me to be an employee for the rest of the life, I'll serve you that way. Bring me a job that, you know, I'll, I'll post, I'll post resumes for CFO jobs. They're out there. And if you, consulting open my my own consulting firm is where you want me you know bring me a client i'm you know just just make it clear where you want me and i'll obey and uh and he did he did <laughs> um, and well, hopefully i did <laughs> <laughs> well so let's talk about that so uh, after the uh, uh the change in directions what happened uh, uh how would you rate the current path career path that you're on how is uh has it been satisfying? Uh, have you had any regrets? Um, yeah. So has it been satisfying? Absolutely. Uh, and, and one thing I will say is uh, one, of, one of my mentors, one of the people I talked to probably gave me the best advice. And, and Dan, that was you when you told me that this would be the hardest thing I had ever done or would ever do. And, and nobody else said that to me, even though they knew it was the truth. And so I'm glad you said that to me. But in terms of satisfaction, you also said to me things about how much I would enjoy the freedom, how much I would enjoy the control, uh, and how much I would enjoy the satisfaction of helping, you know, more than one company. When you're an employee, you help one company. When you're a consultant, you get to help five or six at the same time. And so all of that has been phenomenal, you know, in, in terms of the ability to, you know, I've talked to you before about, you know, how thankful I am to be able to go to the Y at 2 p.m. and swim laps when people aren't swimming over me. <laughs> or, uh, or or being able to have a uh, a little bit longer lunch with Mahani, or or you know, last year we went on a mission trip to Moldova for a week, and if I was still working that same job, uh, the board meeting would have been the week I got back, and I would have had to been working at night on a mission trip to get ready for that. And so, uh, so yes, it's been very satisfying. It's been great. Uh, uh, you know, I, it would be easy to say a regret would be I wish I had done it sooner. But again, God, God's timing is perfect, and the, the experience that I've gotten over the last five or ten years has brought me to the place today, where where I feel like I have been successful early on because of that experience. So mm. I don't really have any any um, regrets right now that I can think of that uh, you know are along those lines. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Good. Well, good. How about um, uh, just in wrapping up, any advice for others? Uh, who might be considering a mid-career change? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first thing I thought of, Dan, when, when, when you mentioned that was uh, was um, if you don't like coffee, start liking it because you're going to drink a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that. Tell, tell me why. I know why, but tell tell me about that. Well, you're you're just going to be um, talking to a lot of people uh, if you're if you're like me and you just want people to weigh in. And how they think you're going to be doing that at coffee shops uh, a lot. 
and uh, or you're going to be meeting new people. I mean, you, people want to help you. People generally want to help you. And so so you may have coffee with somebody and they may say, you know who you need to talk to? You need to talk to Joe. Well, you're going to pick up the phone and call Joe and guess what Joe's going to say? Hey, let's get together for coffee on Thursday. And And not every Joe will help you. Every Joe will want to help you. But every Joe may not be. I mean, I met with a lot of people over one coffee. We never spoke again. And it wasn't because we didn't like each other or couldn't help each other. Uh, it was a great time. And I got to meet a new person and, and have a friend. Uh, but but not every coffee led to further development. Um, but I did meet with everybody who said, you need to meet with Joe. Uh, I met with every, every Joe. That's uh, that. That's really thank you for mentioning that because it, it, it's. Uh, I think it applies not only to the point of decision of shifting, but it also applies to developing relationships uh, who become prospects. Uh, mm-hmm. And and both sides of that uh, are true. I, I love that you, uh, as you said, you met with everyone that was recommended. A lot of people don't do that. They they meet with one and then and then get disappointed because it didn't turn into a job. No, you, you have to meet with a hundred, uh, and and maybe none of them will turn into jobs, but maybe some of them, one of them along the way, will lead you to the next, to the next, to the next. Same way with uh, once you decide you wanted to be an independent consultant, uh, every phone call, every coffee doesn't turn into a job today. Mm-hmm. But it might turn into one later, or maybe it turns into a referral, or maybe it just turns into a friend. And mm-hmm. those are all mm-hmm. those are all good outcomes in the context of having the freedom to go have the coffee if you want to have the coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the other side of that, Dan, is you know we all have something to give, and so meeting somebody with a coffee may turn out to be somebody who needs something that I can give instead of just something I can get. And so when you're going into the coffee, just not not really expecting something just from the other person, you're just going to meet them and see how it goes. Um, oftentimes, you know, you find out you're giving more than you're getting, and that's always a good feeling. Um, so. Well, and I'd, I would just add one other thing relative to the times you and I met. Uh, I always appreciated that, and always do appreciate, uh, that you took notes you were ready. You had your pen ready. You had your notebook there. Sometimes you had your computer, or your laptop, or your iPad, whatever it was. Uh, it didn't feel like if I gave you a name, it didn't feel like it was going to drift off into the stratosphere. It would just it would get captured, and there'd be a follow up. And that that was uh, I think an important for me an important observation of. Uh, of of watching you uh, flourish and move to success because I knew something was going to happen as opposed to, well, we just had a cup of coffee. No, we, we had a action oriented cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I wanted you to know that I respected your time. Successful people are busy people. And I didn't want you to think that that was a waste of an hour that you were pouring out your knowledge from your experience. And I was taking it lightly because it wasn't valuable to me. And still, wow. so, well, uh, thank you, thank you. So, I I always enjoy talking, and I've enjoyed <laughs> speaking with you today. I thank you for sharing your story and and uh, sharing a little bit about kind of the steps you went through and and how you are now zooming along on the other side. So, uh, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. 
My thanks to Dave for joining us today. Dave offered a number of important practical tips on both surviving and thriving making a mid-career change. He's enjoying the freedom of independent consulting while spending time with and serving others. His insights are applicable to us all. This brings us to the end of the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out via email, dan.relationshipsmatter at gmail.com. And remember, as my dad always said, the fun is in the run. Music